hit the black button down at the bottom.
you know what makes this bigger? Like it's supposed to be. If you know how to do it, just do it now.
Gentlemen, brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, tonight I told you that I might not be here tonight and I was aiming for a little break. Uh, tonight, and I was going to take a break tonight. <clears throat> and then God worked a miracle and uh, did something great for us. And uh, in my spirit, to show my gratitude, I, I said, I, I may take a break another night or another day, but not tonight. And so, I want to teach and preach, if you will, in your hearing, how to overcome temptation, part 177, as we deal with a multitude of sins and tonight we're dealing with the sin of pride as I know that so many of you are being tempted right now tonight on Friday night because the devil is not afraid of the coronavirus plague he's still doing his thing onward Christian soldiers Discipleship class number 301. My beloved, I want to welcome 
you to the Onward Christian Soldiers Discipleship Class. My name is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society and pastor of Gospel Light House of Prayer International. The purpose of this time together is to teach young believers particularly, and some old believers too, everything they need to know about their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and provide them with the knowledge base they need to live victorious Christian lives as disciples of Jesus Christ. And this is a very uh, thorough Bible teaching class because I believe that so many young Christian people who get saved to use the term of some pastors they just get plugged in with no structured um, training Grade one, grade two, grade three, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior kind of a thing. The world knows how to do that. Many churches don't. We just just uh, plug people in wherever they wherever we can, and they miss out on a whole lot of things. And it takes time for people to get their footing and to start growing as they should. So I'm committed to a thorough um, uh, Bible study where young Christians can grow and uh, hear a little, their little, line upon line. I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a firm believer in young Christians getting... uh, Young Christians, rather, being rooted and grounded in those first one to four to five years of their faith. Um, So that they can grow into a strong Christian oak tree instead of being blown by every wind of doctrine. And I believe also that pastors ought to teach Christian history and even some religious uh, survey of the religions of the world so that they will not get bamboozled by the world in those first four to six years, which most churches do not do. Our key Bible passage is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And this is fundamental to uh, young Christians. They must understand in those first four to five years how to overcome temptation. The Bible reads, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Uh, 
this is why preachers and teachers need to be honest and transparent about their failures, about their temptations, uh, and how they overcame uh, by the grace of God. Because these temptations are common to man. A preacher who lies and says that he's not tempted by certain women, he's a liar. Because these temptations are common to man. Uh, and, and you need to be honest about that. And you need to instruct young men in the Bible uh, from the Word of God about that. Same thing for the older mothers and sisters. Tell young women the truth. And it is a tragedy when men don't tell the truth, and it is a tragedy when older women don't tell the truth and allow younger women to mess up their lives and to get messed over by doggish men. And we have some, sad to say, some mothers and some church mothers and some big older sisters who know better and let their little sisters get molested and messed over by doggish men and do not protect them. Got men who do the same. Let young men get messed over by cougars in the church and 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 Jezebels in the church. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Our lesson today is titled, How to Overcome Temptation, Part 177. And we're dealing with the issue of pride. How to overcome the temptation of being proud right now. These 177 uh, different lessons and services covered a multitude of sins on how to overcome them. And we went through all of the scripture verses that you need to have in your arsenal in your heart and in your mind to stay holy and pure and not fall into temptation. And so, my beloved, in this section of our Onward Christian Soldiers Discipleship class, we are looking at specific temptations that are, as the Bible says, common to man and common to Women, stop thinking that you're the only one. That's what the devil wants you to do. Don't think you're crazy. Everybody who is a child of God goes through the same temptations. The same tribulations. And believe it or not, that is a comfort that is a comfort to know that other Christians, by the millions, by the thousands, going through the same thing. Oh, but they won't tell you. But God has just told you. So go by what God says. 
Don't go by these lying Christians, so-called church folks. Act like they're not tempted. Act like they're not bothered. And they're the main ones out there committing adultery and fornication and everything else. You'll hear about them in the funny papers. They're liars. And it's time out for that foolishness. We're looking at what the Bible says about these sins so we can be aware of its dangers and so that we can hide the scripture in our hearts to use when we are tempted. Because once you get caught up in sin, as the saying goes, sin will take you further than you wanted to go, make you pay more than you wanted to pay, and make you stay more than you wanted to stay. And see, there are some sins that you can get into easily, but you can't get out of them easily. They will clamp down on you, and you can't get out. That's why you need to avoid the sin in the first place. The sin that we are looking at tonight is the sin, the awful sin of pride. 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 The mother of all sins. This is the sixth sin in a list of twelve temptations that comes from two sources, one ancient and one modern. The first source is a list that was developed by, by monks in the early church called the seven deadly sins or the cardinal sins. Dr. T.D. Jakes is dramatizing that out in a series of movies. I heard they were rather racy, but sin is racy, okay? And so you need to uh, understand, see, see, wait a minute now, okay, let me just go ahead and say this again. I'm all for righteousness and holiness and godliness and all of that. Uh, but now if you're into movies, uh, the reason why you don't like the sweet little so-called Christian movies, multiple reasons, one oftentimes the acting is comical and it's not realistic. The movie is not realistic. So what Dr. T.D. Jakes is doing, he's trying, he's not trying to take the church into sin. He's trying to help you to understand that if we're going to do this, we need to be realistic about it. Okay? Chris Pratt is a Christian, an out-and-out Christian. And in a movie, though, he'll cut your guts out and then hang you up on your guts and hang you with your guts so, and cuss you out. Uh, 
And Denzel Washington is an out-and-out Christian, and we all know what he'll do. Okay. So, uh, to get the point across, you got to get real if you're going to do it. Now, if you're going to be in that business, because sin is not pretty. The sin we do, even in the church, is not pretty. And I hope to God that no other churches will be made of, uh, people will make a movie out of to mock them like Hillsong. Now that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a shame. That's sad. Oh, they, they praise you and they applauded you. But then when you didn't want to play ball, acting like you wanted to back up off the homosexual issue, they hung you out to dry. They made a movie about you and they mocked you. That's, that's how the world would do you. When you don't want to, when you renege on your deal with them. That's how the devil's going to do you too. He'll hang you out to dry. That's why you can't dance with the devil. Do you hear me? You can't dance with the devil, Christian people. You can't dance with the world. Because when you don't want to play ball, they got enough on you to hang you high. And mock you. And destroy you. They, they'll lift you up and you take advantage of their publicity and everything else. And now they're going to take you on down. And they have done so. Chris Pratt said, I have nothing to do with uh, uh, Hillsong. Justin Bieber, you know, count me out. Why do they do that? Because these people compromise with sin. They yield it to temptation. The uh, uh, Hillsong Church, Brian Houston, Lynch, and God took them down. Yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin, and so forth. Because I know you don't want to hear me saying, I don't even want to hear myself saying. I don't mind my singing with the voice coming out of my mouth and I hear what I hear there, but I definitely don't, don't want to hear myself on a video or even live because I don't have that gift. I wish I did. Now, the second source is a Bonner survey from 2011 which tracked the top temptations Americans admitted to struggling with. And so tonight, beloved, we are looking at Jeremiah chapter 50, verses 31 and 32, as we're being thorough in dealing with the sin of pride and the temptation to be proud. It is the most destructive sin. I told you, 
the sin that I'm more concerned about my children uh, being half Jamaican and uh, all Jamaican people know they don't want to talk about it all black folk in America know that Jamaican people in general have a serious problem with pride my main concern for my children is not fornication is not any of that I hope to God they never do any of that either my main concern is that devilish pride because see pride renders you destroyed right from the jump because you won't even humble yourself to listen you think you know more than everybody else see and it's and and it's connected to arrogancy see and black folks in America have secretly made jokes about Jamaicans down through the years down through the years but they never would confront them because they're afraid of them and uh, because of their arrogancy and pride and it's a devilish pride and arrogance and they don't even see it most of them I know some of you are not going to like this but you know you know uh, the problems that my wife and I who's a, who's Jamaican born and raised in Jamaica have had is rooted in her pride her stubbornness of rebelliousness. I know, I know, all of the sweet evangelicals uh, want the husbands to always take uh, the blame for the bad things in the marriage. That's just not the case. And if you read your Bible, God has some issues uh, with uh, not only men, but with women. If you read your Bible, if you read it clearly, okay? And... Uh, and that that has been the biggest problem her refusal to humble down and submit and uh, I have seen and it was after I married because I wanted to marry a Jamaican woman for various reasons and uh, a woman born and raised in Jamaica uh, over an American woman okay so, uh, and, and those, the benefits that I saw in them, in, in, in a Jamaican woman, I have received great benefits from, I have enjoyed uh, as a man. But that pride thing is something else, and they know it. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. And, and watch this. I saw this happen to Jamaican preachers who were married to Jamaican women because of the woman's pride I saw preachers ministries almost destroyed one one guy was a major in the Air Force and he started a church he was a chaplain started a church in Columbus Georgia and he survived by the grace of God and he went on without her they got a divorce but he survived, and the people loved on him, and kind of like Charles Stanley, and saw what the deal was, and he went on. Another preacher who was right around the corner from where we live, and here's Jamaica, it was a total, total hellacious disaster. It was like she had a demon. 
and he was a nice matter of fact. He said, how do you know these people? Because the, the greatest Jamaican restaurant is in Columbus, Georgia. The greatest of all time. I mean the greatest of all time. And that's what we met about. And he was totally, church and everything was totally destroyed. And the devil has tried to use my wife to destroy uh, this ministry. She has never been successful. Because I was determined not to be like my dad. And, and sad to say, um, if I had let her, my wife, my wife would have been worse than my mother. But I, I, I learned from my dad negatively not to let that happen. I was not going to be a part of that. Her running over me and, uh, and, uh, and I'm up here talking like my dad was talking. Son, I did it because to keep the peace. I wanted to keep the peace. I, I don't care nothing about that. <laughs> I don't care nothing about that. Because that's not peace. No. I have had peace over the past 34 years. She may not have had peace, but I had peace and joy and happiness. And I enjoyed raising my children by myself. And we went on and did things without her. Okay? And, and had fun, had parties, and everything else. Watched movies. We didn't care whether she liked it or not. Well, uh, but the sweet evangelicals say, you're supposed to kind of just... You know, find out and actually what's wrong and, and, and try to appease her and, and make her happy. Uh-uh. No. I saw my dad do that. Uh, that that's not going to help her. It's not going to help anybody. We just went right on. And she can go in there and wash the dishes. Home herself down and wash the dishes and get the house clean. But we're going to enjoy this party time. And I enjoyed myself. And my children enjoyed themselves. And we have no regrets. See? And that's how you got to do some Negroes who are proud and stubborn and rebellious. And I know you sweet little uh, tinkering little evangelicals and charismatics, you can't stand it. Because you want the woman to dominate the man and to dominate the children. And, 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 uh, And that's not how it's supposed to be. See. And my wife could have enjoyed a great life if she had laid aside her pride. And she's here with me tonight. And she doesn't like it, but she agrees with it. And I don't want my daughters especially, I don't want my sons to either. To be arrogant and proud because it will take you down to the ground. So remember the text of this lesson is made available online after each class. And I hope that that is true. Uh, Daniel Ezekiel. Daniel the fourth started it. So you can go to our website, gospellighthouseofprayer.com, and click the Onward Christian Soldiers banner on the home page and begin to learn these verses 
by heart uh, throughout the week. You need to be reminded to be humble. Because you don't understand how God operates, my dear friend. You think God operates by you being proud and arrogant and boastful, and you rise up that way. That's, that's not happening. That's not happening. God has made it very clear. You humble yourself down. You humble yourself down, and God will raise you up. Humble yourself down, and God will raise you up. Jeremiah chapter 50, verses 31 and 32. Behold, I am against thee, O thou most proud, saith the Lord God of hosts. See, God is against the proud and the arrogant. That's Old Testament and New Testament. From Genesis to Revelation, you're going to find this principle. God is against the proud. Because see, God, in God's mind, what are you proud of? I made you. Whatever looks you have, I gave them to you. Whatever talent and gifts you have, I gave them to you. The ability to make money, I gave them to you. What, 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 what is the problem? Why are you proud? For thy day is come. The time that I will visit thee. And the most proud shall stumble and fall. And none shall raise him up. And I will kindle a fire in his cities, and it shall devour all round about. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ who humbled himself and suffered and bled and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. We praise you and we thank you for your mercy, your love, and your grace. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And for those of us, Lord, who are saved by your grace, 
born again, we individually confess our sins. We humble ourselves down and we confess our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins tonight. Make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. Create within us a pure heart and a right spirit. Lord, all of the Christians who have been notified about this message tonight, who are in sin and who are being tempted to sin right now, Lord, break them up. Break it up. And uh, deliver them from the temptation tonight. Help us not to yield to temptation and to do evil in your sight. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And, uh, Holy Father God, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And, Holy Father God, help all of us who are truly saved, help us, help us to humble ourselves and to pray. To seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins our failures and our faults. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, for the salvation of people who are religious, interested in religious themes, but they are lost and on their way to hell, such as my wife, Marika White. And she's lost only because of her pride. She refused to do what somehow you gave me the grace to do. And that is not cling to my religious upbringing. Help her not to cling to her religious upbringing and joining a church as her salvation. Help her to humble herself down and realize that when you know better, you ought to do better. And help her to truly believe in you, lay aside her pride, and not continue to use a false date of her salvation. And as her husband and as her seven children know, she has never shown one sign, one fruit of being a saved person. To this day, other than their mother-in-law trying to egg them on, uh, these wonderful seven children who served you mightily with me for so many years to this day, to this very night. They don't want to have anything to do with her uh, because of the evil that she did to them. Forcing them to seek out mothers to mother them and to care for them and to have to be mothers. My oldest two daughters had to mother 
their younger siblings and take care of them and see them through even to this day. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that for her own good, and it's hard for her to do it, I pray that she would humble herself down and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in a real sense uh, and become truly saved. But I, I, I do not only pray for her, but other people in our family, her mother, her aunts, I believe are religious but lost, my mother and my two sisters are walking in sin and disobedience. And uh, what they're doing in the church. Very religious. Very interested in religious things. Uh, but uh, uh, out of order. And have been out of order for many years. Casting your word behind their back. And at the same time can be mean as a junkyard dog to each other. And so, Holy Father, God, open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears. Oftentimes, down through the years, Lord, you have used prophets as symbols as you have used me. And you've used the prophet's family uh, to announce the state of affairs and the situation that needs to be de dealt with. Lord, you've shown me this is not about us. It's about hundreds and thousands and no doubt millions of families who have religious people in their families and in their churches and they're lost and on their way to a devil's hell and they don't even realize it because their pride has blinded their eyes. And one day they will hear from you, not well done, thou good and faithful servant, even though they have been in the church all of their lives. <clears throat> They will hear rather, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And so, Lord, I pray that uh, none of my children would get caught up in this demonic foolishness. For I had the privilege of leading them all to you. And I pray that you will uh, help them to lay aside their pride and be humble and pliable by you not by devilish people who have evil motives. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and who would even dare to use my children to stop me from preaching your holy gospel and your holy word and preaching the truth about family life and how it ought to be, not how it has been. And so Holy Father God, I pray that you will open their blinded eyes have your Holy Spirit not to give them rest until they come to know your Savior. And we pray for the millions of others who are in the same situation in uh, families that name the name of Christ, churches that name the name of Christ. And uh, Holy Father God, I also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ on this Friday night, I pray that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, out of my wife Marika White, out of other family members who have that problem and that issue, uh, even children who have that problem and that issue, as they have been corrupted, some of them by evil communications, dealing with evil, devilish 
uh, witches and warlocks uh, and uh, false brethren and sistren who appear as angels of light even in the family. So, Lord, protect all of my children that you have given me the privilege to raise by myself. For the devil is seeking to not only destroy me, but to destroy them too. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, his demons, and his hosts from our family, and from all other families that name the name of Christ and all other families everywhere and give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, the devil, and pride. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would save those who are lost, religious and lost as well as the irreligious, Revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving around the world, across this country, in our communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. <coughs> Holy Father God, pardon me, help us to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful tonight. Now, Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for the miracle that you work tonight. Uh, and that's why I'm preaching tonight. I was going to take a break tonight, but you worked a divine miracle and you did something that is uh, absolutely magnificent and helpful to the ministry and to our family in the midst of plagues of all sorts, inflation, high gas prices, high food, high food prices, and on and on. Yet you would remember your poor preacher and do what you did. I had to get up. This is a form of gratitude to get up and preach tonight. Uh, this is my saying thank you. And Holy Father God, I could not, I could not rest knowing what the miracle you performed while I was asleep. <clears throat> and, uh, and I thank you for my children handling things to make it come to pass. And I thank you for the people behind it. And Lord, you know who they are. I give you the glory, praise, and honor that you would touch their hearts and say, you know what? I may not be able to direct, uh, uh, I may not be able to uh, support him directly because of what I'm doing. But I'm going to stand with this old preacher who the world thinks is crazy. And we thank you, Lord, for him. And uh, we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. 
And uh, so, Lord, we give you, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for what you have done here tonight. I pray, Lord, that you will draw people to yourself for salvation all around the world in these last and evil days. It's the strangest thing, Lord. We don't feel like we're going to die, even though people are dying all around us. But, Lord, help us to understand that we're going to die, too. We're going to leave this beautiful earth one day and go out into eternity, never to come back here like that. So, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, for those of us who are saved, lift our burdens, cares, and worries, and anxieties, and troubles, and problems, and fears on this Friday night. Help us to be humble and fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable. Your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, help us to truly humble ourselves and confess our sins and repent of our sins and do right by you and not yield to temptation tonight throughout this weekend. If you should tarry your coming and if you would allow us to live for Lord, if uh, uh, the first Mrs. Trump can have a heart attack, they say, and fall down the stairs, and uh, no doubt a millionaire. Lord, we can fall down the stairs too. And uh, we could die just like that. So, Lord, help us uh, to understand that and be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. And, uh, and be prepared. Prepare us, Lord, for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. Tonight is a celebration for a miracle that you performed out of the blue. These things are not happening like this without you. And Holy Father God, prepare us for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. And I pray that you deliver those of us who are saved and calling on you and fearing you enough to obey you. Lord, deliver us tonight by your grace, because we don't deserve anything, from our tribulations and our troubles and our trials and our temptations and our tests and our tensions. And Lord, deliver us also from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family. And Lord, help the people who are praying with me right now, who are with me right now, to Pray for themselves. Help them not to listen to me pray. Because I have to pray my prayer, they have to pray theirs. And we need to pray one for another. Lord, help them to have a little talk with Jesus and experience a release and a relief and a lifting of burdens. And uh, as I do and uh, help them experience you reminding them of things that they have forgotten. 
to watch out for things and watch out for certain people. Lord, help them experience you talking to them while you're talking while they're talking to you. It's the most beautiful thing on earth. And uh, so I thank you for the privilege of prayer, and I pray that you deliver us, Lord, from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, student loan debt, student uh, uh, progress issues. Help young people to move forward to get it under their belt because it will help them to deal with things. in life better. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you bless and protect my family tonight and all other families that name the name of Christ, especially, and protect all other families who don't even know you. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than the snow on the inside. And, Lord, receive all glory to yourself. Lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Grant us a peaceful, uh, and wonderful night of rest and sleep, Lord, and help the people who are take, taking pills for sleep to stop doing so and to pray to you for a good night of rest and sleep, naturally. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers, and sisters in Christ Jesus, Dr. Harry Ironside said, pride is a barrier to all spiritual progress. Pride is a barrier to all spiritual progress. And he's right about that. In this passage, God tells us his attitude towards those who are proud. Of course, God tells us his attitude uh, towards those who are proud from Genesis to Revelation. Understand that God is in the breaking down business of proud people. And many of you can't see it, but that's what he's doing to America right now. God is against them, people who are proud, church folk who are proud, family members who are proud, the devil who is proud the father of pride, nations that are proud and arrogant. You hear me talk about these people in America. 
who are caught up in the American way and in the American spirit and not God's spirit, even people in the church. With this gung-ho, gung-ho means pride. This gung-ho, we can do what we want to do, let's make it happen, let's push forward anyhow against God. And God is not having it. And if you think you're moving forward against God, it's just God's mercy and grace allowing you to even think that way. But as I have been saying for, I guess, over 12 years now, God is slowly and surely, lovingly, mercifully, graciously, and slow-rollingly destroying and dismantling America before your face. And some of you are so blind and with pride, you can't see it. And you're saying, this gung-ho, go on anyhow. Let's keep on pressing forward. Nobody can stop us, not even God. That's the attitude and proud attitude and spirit you have. And God is just coming back with more and more and more in his love, in his mercy, and in his grace. Okay, you, you, you want to act like you can defeat the coronavirus plague? Uh, I'll, 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 I'll hit your hero, Dr. Fauci, with it. And, and evidently, Dr. Fauci had a battle. He had a bout. It looked like the coronavirus champion put a hurting on him. And we have not seen him in a while. But but if you know that's not enough for you, I'll bring I'll bring in the monkeypox, which you claim is from Africa. Which is really another uh, calamity and plague against the homosexuals, homosexual men particularly. And if that won't get your attention and humble you down, I'll bring on the plague of inflation. How are we doing? If that won't get it and help you to humble down, I'll bring on the high gas price plague. How are we doing? Whatever, I mean, you, you want to be proud and arrogant and gung-ho against me? Uh, I'll just keep on coming. And disrupt all of your stuff. The plague of almost 365 mass shootings. Huh? The plague of heat. Oppressive heat. Now listen to me very carefully. 
uh, I was very pleased that God had mercy on me at least and cooled us down to 70 degrees yesterday. 71 uh, degrees at, at one point. Almost went into the 60s. It might have dipped into the 60s overnight. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because this is a punishing heat. All across the country, but especially down here in the South. This is a heat of punishment. Now, I've been living in the great state of Texas for a long time now. And this is the hottest I've ever seen it. Oppressive heat. They said today people, the, the 911 calls have increased. So people are uh, falling out because of heat stroke and heat this and heat that. See, heat can hurt you in many different ways. And one man said heat will sneak up on you and have you down on the ground before you know it. And, and, and several people said, when you start seeing blackness all around in your mind, or what, your sight, or whatever, I don't know how it works. You better sit down somewhere and call somebody. Because you get ready to die. That's how, that's the kind of heat. Uh, the heat was so bad, it shook up. Now, this has never happened for us, I know. The heat, heat was so bad in Texas, it shook up the uh, electrical system. And made them buckle, and then tell everybody, y'all, y'all need to cut down on using electricity because we're gonna have some rolling blackouts. This is some bad heat right here. An oppressive heat. This is a punishing heat. I thank the Lord that we God blessed us yesterday to get us. We had a storm. Glory be to God. I've never been. I've never been as happy about a storm in my life. <laughs> cool, that's right on down. See, but my my point is, see, back in the day when it got hot, we we had heat in Texas. Yeah, we get hot. We get we get we get uh, 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 toasty in Texas. But see, but God to come along and allow a storm to come every Tuesday or so, something like that, right there. That's what I'm used to. Some rain will fall. We, we're not getting any of that. See. Why? Because we're proud and we're arrogant. Gung-ho. We're going to do it the American style, the American way, the American spirit. And God is showing everybody that any good that came out of this country was because of me. And you people didn't give me the credit. You didn't give me the praise. You didn't give me the thanks. You have marginalized me. You have pushed me to the periphery. You have not uh, praised me. You have not served me. And you have not obeyed me. So chastisement and rebuke and judgment has come. I'm here. I gave you space to repent. I've been very long suffering with you. And now when you go into the grocery store, chicken wings, $21. You don't have it, you can't have it. You don't have the money, you can't have the chicken. One teacher, 
said today. She had to get two more jobs to make make ends meet, and she still can't pay her sixteen hundred dollar rent. And I want to say, I don't care unless you have a plan, unless you have received an inheritance, and you're banked up and backed up. You better get out of that big fine house on Porkchop Hill and go give Bubba his car back and his furniture back uh, and give Mama her stuff from Nebraska back. You don't need payments on furniture. You don't need payments on cars and houses and lands and taxes. You don't need that now because it's, it's worse now than what I told you two years ago, three years ago, and it's getting worse <clears throat> because you got bamboozled and tricked by the uh, the uh, credit uh, dip and how they just gave you credit to go out and buy to keep the economy going. Now you're stuck with that mess and they expect you to pay for it. You need to humble yourself down and get into a comfortable place and while you're humbling down, downsize. You don't need all that stuff. Now if you're older and you're established and you got all your stuff paid for, that's fine. But but some of you younger people, you need to get into something that you don't have to make payments on. Uh, and hopefully you come out of this. But But as the prophet, I don't think you're coming out of this anytime soon. And you may not come out of this at all. It may continue to get worse and worse. So humble yourself down right now and do what you need to do right now. If you're a child of God, God will tell you what to do and He wants you to move with the quickness, as my dad used to say. It is a terrible thing for God to be against you, to be your enemy because you you are his enemy. God declared war on Babylon for its arrogance, pride, and the time of their punishment had come. That's where we are in America today. Oh we oh, do I love America? Yes, I I I love America more than anybody. Because I've been around the world and I know how blessed we have been. But God does not play and God does not like ugly as the old folks used to say. And God is not going to let you play him. No. Mm -mm. I don't know where you got that from. You're not going to try to play God like that. And think you're going to get away with it. Mm -mm. You don't know God if you think he's going to let you do that. You don't know Jesus if you think he's going to let you get away with that foolishness that we've been doing in the church. <coughs> Pardon me. That's your pride and arrogancy which makes you think that way. Do you hear me? That's your pride and arrogancy that makes you think so foolishly.
Do you believe the prophet now? Three years into this, and it's getting worse, not better. And the coronavirus plague is back with a vengeance. God caused Babylon, the mightiest empire the world has seen up to that point, to stumble and fall. And nobody can lift up what God has thrown down. But we in America, we're probably the most proud folk in the history of the world. We feed off of that pride, the American spirit, we say, the American way, we say, <clears throat> the American can-do spirit. We can do all things. We can make things happen. But you met your match in God, America, and more than your match. You can't do God that way. And you must understand, God is showing great mercy to you. God is showing great mercy to us in the church of America and in America. It, it, I mean, great mercy, great love, great long-suffering. So don't you forget that. God lit a fire to consume not only the cities of Babylon, but all the land surrounding it. God has the power to burn you down to the ground, America. The American church. You see, see, God is, is, is such that he, he loves his people, he loves his church, he loved his temple and the people of Israel, but he is far and above us, and he does not suffer any shame or embarrassment to tear it all down to the ground before a mean and evil world to punish his people. He tore down the temple, the pride of the Israelites, the pride of, the, of Israel, tore it down to the ground. Magnificent temple. He's the one who was behind it and making it at that time the most beautiful building in the history of the world. But he allowed it to be torn down by the enemy because God's people disobeyed him. And piece by piece, God is dismantling and destroying churches. Preacher, you, you say, you said churches, churches. God, there's no shame there with God. He's not embarrassed. You need to be embarrassed for committing sins against him in the church. Mm, he, he's not, he, there's no embarrassment for him. He has torn down thousands of churches gotten rid of over 50% of the so-called hiring pastors. They're gone. We don't know where they are. Some of them have committed suicide because they betrayed the innocent blood with, and, and, and uh, by being allowing themselves to be paid 30 pieces of silver. 
sold the church down the river. You were not doing in the church what Jesus wanted you to do, so he just shut it down. And he's still shutting down churches, shutting down ministries, shutting down pastors, shutting down uh, so-called evangelists and tele-evangelists. There's no shame in his game. You ought to be ashamed. See, that's how that works. To the point of humbling yourself. God is so awesome. He'll tear down the things that he loves and loved and, and, and wanted you to have. He'll tear it all down to the ground. He'll tear America down to the ground and he's in the process. Piece by piece. Little by little. Trying to give you a chance to repent. But you want to play the gung-ho American spirit, American way mess. And, and, and people who are saved, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Those of you who are not saved and you all caught up, your, your religion is America. Americanism. You're mad at me. Don't get mad at me. I'm trying to help you. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. If you are saved, you need to be revived. And you need to pray for that. Because God, uh, you may not see it. I don't know why. But God is slowly but surely destroying and dismantling the greatest country in the history of the world. Because the church in that country, God's people, refuse to obey the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. We've been playing and straying instead of praying, Leonard Ravenhill, and that's so true. Uvalde, blame the preachers, not Blame the pastors, not the police officers. Because we had some pastors marching with black lives, with the homosexuals leading the Black Lives Matters. The truth is, all lives matter. And I don't care if you like it or not. And I'm black, and I love being black. I don't want to be anything else. And my life has mattered to me for years. And evidently it does not matter to the Black Lives Matter leaders because they want to tear down men in the family. They don't want men to be head of the household. They hate the police officers. Until a black person comes to your black house and tries to rob you, and then you call the police, and you got two white officers on the porch trying to save your life. And we got pastors joining up with Black Lives Matters over against the police officers, and so instead of praying and preaching the word, every God-called preacher will be preaching the word every day. You don't have to preach as long as I do. You can preach 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Some of you are good at that. You're the master of preaching sermonettes. But that's better than nothing. Every pastor who's called by God ought to stand before their people 
and have a, at least a devotional service every day. They're, your people will love it. They'll eat it up. They need it. They're thirsty in a dry and uh, painful land. Because of their pride and arrogance, the Babylonians uh, were destroyed. Because of their pride and arrogance, Babylon the Great had fallen and all his mighty works lay in ruins. One of the hardest things for sinners and for people, even religious people, to get their head around that God will build all of this up and destroy it down to the ground. God will bless us with all of this and then destroy it down to the ground because you you received his blessings and you didn't thank him. You forsook him. You didn't pray to him anymore. He created you to fellowship with him and to thank him for what he has blessed you with. You must have lost your righteous mind because God will tear it down to the ground individually, church-wise, Collectively, as a nation, as a world, he would tear it down to the ground, man. Everything would be in ruins, and one day you're going to wake up and everything will be in ruins. I told you this past week, New York, up there having nuclear bomb preparation, PSAs, and all of that. Let me tell you something. They can't do that without approval from the White House. Uh, without approval from the FBI, CIA, Homeland Security. Uh -uh. You can't, no state can do that. That's a federal exercise. Because they don't want you doing that because you, you're going to spook people. You can't do that on your own. And as far as I know, the governor had nothing to do with it. You just can't do that on your own. You got to check. You got to check with the federal government to do that. So they allowed it to happen. You know why they allowed it to happen? Because they know they are hearing something. They're seeing things on their screens. You need to understand the FBI, the CIA, and the Homeland Security. They know things that are happening and about to happen a year in advance before you ever hear about it. But if they're running PSAs, public service announcements, about nuclear uh, preparation for a, a nuclear attack in New York City, you better take heed to that. Stop thinking, oh, this is America and the American way and, you know, we have the American spirit. We can defeat everybody and anybody, this, that, and other. Uh -uh. Because, see, God knows how to take your will away. God knows how to frighten you and make you move too late and make you think everything is all right and when, thing, <coughs> when everything is not all right. Through evil and bad leadership, they don't even hear from God. Listen to me. The leadership we have in America today, they don't even hear from God. People who want to murder babies, Outside of the womb, full time, people who believe in homosexuality and 
transgenderism so much they got they've hired people in their government. We don't have just one lot. We have a bunch of no no. Pardon me. We don't have just one homosexual. We have a bunch of homosexuals in the government that run this country, and run the media, and, and it's running and and because God's not blessing it, it's running into the ground, being run into the ground. While you hate Putin and this, that, and the other, Putin does not allow homosexuality in his country. We do. And so, people who are running the country can be blinded to the point before uh, they know it, a bomb is right on top of us and they can't do anything. A nuclear bomb. Stop playing and start praying, people. God can do the same to all people, and he's doing it to America today. He's doing it to other countries in the West, falling apart, that lift up themselves in pride against him. Dr. Matthew Henry said, The pride of men's hearts sets God against them and ripens them apace for ruin. For God resists, God resists, God resists, resists the proud and will bring them down to the ground. God will allow your face to hit the dirt and you can't get up. Okay? You need to understand that. God is nobody to play with. God can make some things happen and, 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 and that will shock your mind. Some of you are still shocked. You can't believe you're in this plague now. You can't believe you can't get with Bo Peep. Like you used to. You can't believe you can't get with Sylvia like you used to. You can't believe it. You thought it would be over by now. It's not over. It's just ramping up. The most proud shall stumble and fall. They shall fall not so much by others thrusting them down to the ground as by their own stumbling. God will allow you to stumble and fall on your own without anybody pushing you down. For they hold their head so high that they never look down in front of them. Have you ever been around people like that? To choose their way and avoid stumbling blocks, but walk at all adventures. Babylon's pride must unavoidably be her ruin. Her ruin. You're watching America come to her ruin. The greatest country, the most blessed country in the history of the world outside of Israel is, has been brought to her knees. Where an American president is going to Saudi Arabia begging for mercy after they killed one of the American journalists pleading to increase oil to bring down the gas prices. 
and, and read my lips, I doubt it very seriously. And see, and one of the reasons why Saudi Arabia and other countries, Russia and other countries, that uh, you want to make your enemy, they don't do stuff like that because they know that America has fallen. And America has fallen because of her morality, her evil, her immorality. And, and, and see, they think you're crazy. The Saudis, Russia, all of the Muslim countries who have all of the oil in the world, they think you're crazy. They think you've lost your mind. They know that you're going to fall because you believe in homosexuality and, and having men to be together and homosexuals to be together and, and, and women to be together and transgenderism and you let your children uh, go to the library with drag queens. You let your children uh, go into the clubs, to the homosexual whorehouses and let men uh, entertain your children and, and you give and you giving money to your children to give to their, these monstrous devils they, and they see this on the news over there they see it and even though they may not be saved as Christians they find that disgusting they don't they don't even know what you are thinking they don't trust you they don't care about you having oil to do stuff like that. You can't hurt them. Because you are morally bankrupt. America. Pastors who let this happen. Christians. Christianity. This is what they're saying. Christianity. See, look at the West. Look at the Christianity. Look at Christians allowing homosexuals in the pulpits of their churches, in the choir boxes of their churches, in drag, teaching their children. Look at me real good. God is not playing with you. Nobody here yet now. Uh, it's not time to pray. Look at me real good. Keep your head up. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've heard this before, rolling your eyes, this, that, and other. Yeah, but uh, it's all falling down on you. And you're all caught up in the lying, gung-ho uh, uh, American spirit. With your false pastor trying to keep everything floating. And you, you're believing their lies with their happy talk foolishness and we're constantly being destroyed again we're not destroyed because of God's loving merciful grace but at the same time we're being destroyed because we are refusing to humble down and repent in the church Uvalde is the pastor's fault not the police officer's fault pastors. Same thing for Highland Park, Chicago. Same thing for Buffalo. God's people. We're at fault. That's why all hell has broken loose. And where are you? Huh? 
you're still going on with your little uh, golfing and playing and straying and horn around and everything else. The devil is a lie. Thinking foolishly that everything is going to be all right. This is America after all. It's not going to be all right. It's not all right now. For Babylon was proud, for she has been proud against the Lord, against the Holy One of Israel, has insulted him in insulting over his people. She has made him her enemy, and therefore when she has fallen, none shall raise her up. Nobody's raised Babylon up. She fell down flat to the ground, as did Rome, because of her homosexuality and debauchery, killing of Christians and making them into lamps at night. The devil is a lie. God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. I'll bring you down to the dust. Be not deceived, don't fool yourself. God is not mocked. Christians in America. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And we're reaping the whirlwind. Who can help those up whom God will throw down? Nobody. That's a rhetorical question. Nobody. So, dear friends, if you struggle with the abomination and sin of pride, take this passage to heart and take heed to it the next time you face that temptation. Avoid it. Pass by it. And humble yourself before God. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. I thank you, Lord, for speaking to my heart to come and give you thanks in this way. And do, Lord, what you have given me to do and that is to preach in response to what you did for me in answer to prayer. I give you the, and for the ministry and for the family. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor, and I thank you for giving me your strength, your energy, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy word. Now, Lord, grant me your energy and your strength your unction and your anointing to preach your holy gospel. Something I know the devil does not want me to do. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now dear friend tonight, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior,
and in the free pardon of your sins. Jesus Christ said the most wonderful, most, most loving, most powerful, and most important words in the history of the world to mankind. He said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. The Bible also says in Romans 10, 9, and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, dear friend, there you have it. If you want to be saved tonight, understand that you are a sinner and that you have committed crimes against God in heaven, as I have, as the Pope has, as the Dalai Lama has, and even Joel Osteen has. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also says that the wages of our sin is death. Ivana Trump died not because she fell down the staircase, not because she had a heart attack, not because somebody went in there and robbed her or beat her up. She died at the age of 73 because of her sins, her sinful nature, and her sinful choices. And we all die because of our sins, our sinful nature, which produces sin, and our sinful choices. <clears throat> we die because of our sins, not because of a car crash, not because of a botched robbery, not because of a cardiac arrest, because of cardiac arrest, not because of the coronavirus. We die because of our sins. The wages of sin is death. The payment, the punishment of sin is death. And God wants you to know that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, hanging on nothing but his power, he will allow you to go to hell. You need to understand that. If you don't do what he told you to do, what Jesus just told you to do, believe in me. If you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in his gospel that he paid your sin debt, he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, all you have to do is believe in him, as he said. Call on his name, as I mentioned to you from the word of God. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will save you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. 
Saved from what? Saved from the eternal burning hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven to be with God. Wherever you are in the world right now, believe in your heart in Jesus Christ, the best way you know how. And pray with me the sinner's prayer, the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Let's pray together. Holy Father God, I admit and I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I have committed crimes against you in heaven. I have broken your Ten Commandments by lying, by stealing, by lusting, and by coveting what other people have, by being disobedient and not honoring disobedient to my parents and not honoring my parents and not honoring you by taking your holy name in vain to name just a few of my many sins for Jesus Christ's sake please have mercy and grace upon my soul and please forgive me of all of my sins as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me, and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the eternal word of God by faith, you are now saved from hell, and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Until next time, my beloved, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. <clears throat>
If you're truly saved, do not drop your God. Pray without ceasing. Get sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful, and stay that way. Make sure you pray before you go to bed tonight. Pray for others as well. Pray when you get up in the morning. Pray as you go throughout your day until the day you die. Pray without ceasing. Pray always. Continue instant in prayer. And if you think about us, pray for us and stand with us uh, financially as God has blessed you as well. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done and for what you're doing. And uh, Lord, what you will do. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight and to do your will. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for our sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. Refresh that. Refresh that. A hard refresh. Uh, hold on a second. God bless you, Allah. Really, I'll see you tomorrow.